I'm not here to get any praise. I'm here to give God the glory. And what I'm going to speak about today, I'm not looking for an emotional response. Worship was awesome to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he's worthy of everything that we can give him. I want you to do me a favor, every one of you that is holding one of these today. If you are expecting to host the very presence of Jesus, you cannot cause him to respond by being in your phone, doing anything different than giving him every moment that he's requiring today. What I'm about to say to you today, I hope, I hope in the name of Jesus that you respond. And again, I'm not looking for an emotional response. And, you know, I, I was listening to that worship song and he loves us. But the Lord wanted me to remind you of one thing. He loves you, but he needs you to receive the love that he's giving you. He needs permission to love you. You said, Pastor Stephen, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, he wants to love some of you, but you've not allowed him to do it. Because of some trauma or something that's happened, you don't think that you're worthy of the love coming from the Father. But he wants to love you. Amen. Doesn't have anything to do with my message. Um, thank you for the introduction. Um, I came from Generation Church, but I'm not here in representation of Generation Church. I'm in representation of the kingdom of God. And the Lord sent me here today to give a message that I feel that is really on his heart. And you are all a part of it. You are all of a part of it. Everybody knows that Asbury is having a revival. Anybody in here don't know that Asbury is having a revival? Raise your hand. Oh, you all know. Let me ask you something. Do you know what the ingredients of that revival is? Does anybody know? Let me ask another question. Do you want a revival here at Sterling College? Somebody raise your hand. Anybody? Who wants a revival? There's only just a few of you. That's why I'm here. The Lord wants to break out a revival fire on all of the campuses. The, 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 the young people that are sitting here right now want the torch. They want the torch. They don't want a match. They don't want some little kindling fire of religion. And I'm not here to bring that today. You can go and watch anybody online and get some of that. Matter of fact, I want to say something that might shake you right now. Um, religion really gets on my nerves. And I want to also say something else that might be cause a little bit of controversy right now as Christianity has become perverted by the world. <laughs> I'm going to say something else. Christianity is the only place where you can sleep around and still call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ. I, I know, I know, you probably didn't want to hear that. But my message today that I want to bring to you, that I feel like the Lord wants to speak to you, is that if you are expecting to have a revival situation, you have got to do something that the king requires. Not a democracy, what the king requires from a kingdom. And he's looking for people who are ambassadors to the kingdom that want to do what the king requires. Those things mean that my heart must be in a repentant state. I, I know that that's a curse word to many. Repentance, Stephen? And I'm going to say Stephen, not Pastor Stephen, only because the only way that you can call me pastor if you will allow me to pastor you. 
I'm going to say Stephen because a lot of times we don't allow people to speak into our lives because we get to pick and choose what they say, and I take what I want, and I throw the rest of it away. But how many of you know that everything that's in here is not an option? It's not. And if I want what he said, I got to do what he said. I have to do what he says. Matter of fact, it, I'm, I'm going to put a statement up, up on the screen. It says, whoever controls the atmosphere controls what lives or dies. Whoever controls the atmosphere controls what lives or dies. The Lord himself said in, in Daniel, if you put that up there in the Daniel 2.21, I think it's, I might have put it up there for you. You can find it. But basically it says that the Lord controls the seasons. And how many of you know that there's spring, summer, winter, and fall, and that normally during the fall and the, the, the winter time, all the flowers die. They die because they weren't meant to go on during that season. The Lord has put you in Sterling College for a reason. He wants some stuff to live, and he wants some stuff to die. And sometimes we hold on to stuff that we think that the Lord wants to keep, but he doesn't want to keep that. He wants to kill some things in us. So my message title today, very simple, very simple, is called Kingdom Over Culture. Whew. Kingdom Over Culture. Pastor Stephen, why are you talking about Kingdom Over Culture? Well, today's culture uh, wants us to feel good. It wants us to feel good. It wants us to be able to pick and choose what we want. And if I like it, I take it. If I don't like it, I don't take it. I don't use it. But how many of you know that Jesus, when he was on the earth, um, he didn't preach about Jesus. He preached about the kingdom. So in churches, we are preaching about Jesus, but Jesus preached about the kingdom. And so I'm here just to give you just one little nugget about the kingdom of God. Is the kingdom of God is has a king, right? And he tells his, his, his citizens in the kingdom what they should do in order to have hmm, a kingdom culture. But we... But we live in a world where we have everything we need to go away from God. And I don't know about you, but I was born in the days of the bag phone. Ooh, does that date me? Anybody know about a bag phone? Don't raise your hand. Does anybody know about a flip phone? Anybody know about, like, the iPhone 3? Are we on, like, iPhone 23 now or something like that? We're on 13, 13 Pro, Pro Max, 14. You have the world at your fingertips. And anybody who's on social media understands that when they post something on social media, they're looking for likes. People looking at their, at their posts and, you know. I, I'm not a fan of filters because you don't, you don't really know what you're getting. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, I said that with my outside voice. Here's the deal. You get filters. You put likes. People like you. They don't like you. They don't like your post. But all of a sudden, your emotions get involved. And then all of a sudden, you start swaying away from the kingdom of God and into a kingdom that Jesus acknowledged. 
Jesus said that Satan has a kingdom. Jesus acknowledged that. I'm just putting that out there. Jesus acknowledged that Satan has a kingdom. Can I just give you two choices? You're either in the kingdom of God or you're in the kingdom of Satan. There's no gray area. So while you're reeling back and forth, thinking about what he's saying, I want you to take one quick inventory and ask yourself, am I in the kingdom of God or I'm in the kingdom of Satan? It's pretty easy to figure it out because it's, it's easy to figure it out because what drives you day to day? Your comfort or your character? Your comfort or your character? Jesus is interested in your character more than your comfort. He's interested in you being comfortably uncomfortable because he's the king of kings. And anyone who holds that title is an ambassador to the kingdom of God. He, pre, he put us here so that we would be kings of, uh, we would be the little K, kings of the kingdom. He put us on the earth and grew his family so that we would take over. That it would be a, an overthrow, a hostile takeover of this realm. And sometimes, help me, Holy Spirit. Sometimes we get so tied up in religious activities that we don't realize it's just a legal exchange. It's a legal, illegal exchange. Let me make an example. So God is the judge. He's the righteous judge. And if you have a righteous judge, you have lawyers, and then you have, you have people who plead their case. Simply put this like this. If I want something from the king, I must bring my case before the king, and the king must make a rule or decision. But you have some people go, oh, I, I guess I, I just, it's just, so, I mean, I'm just got to get spiritual. No, it's just an exchange. Jesus said, I will build my church. That word is called ecclesia or the governing force that's here on the earth. But we go to the church because we just think, oh, it's just my religious duty to go to the church. But what we're doing, what we fail to do is realize that Jesus put this entity on the earth to take it over. Not to sing two songs, fat, two fast songs, three slow songs, feel good, and then leave. He said, I came to educate you about this kingdom that I'm building. And I need you to understand that I want you to go and take over. But see, when we discuss about how we feel, we've, we miss that the Lord wants us to take over. And that means that <clears throat> we have to love what he loves and we have to hate what he hates. Now, I'm going to get a little dig into some guts here in just a moment because I really feel that this is where the Lord wants us to go. He Love what he loves, hate what he hates. So how many people know that the Lord hates sin? Raise your hand. Okay, we know that the Lord hates sin, but I said at the beginning, Christianity is the only place where you can go sleep around and call yourself a Christian because you take advantage of the grace of God, or at least that's what you think you're doing. The Lord knows exactly where you are because he's omni what? He's omni what? Say it again. He's omnipresent. So while you're doing what you're doing, whether you're doing it at somebody else's room or you're doing it on the internet in private, he's there. 
But we want to, to take over, and the Lord is saying this. He goes, I can't allow you to wield the authority in the kingdom because authority in the kingdom comes from intimacy with me. And how many of you know when you're not been doing the right thing for the kingdom of God, you won't have intimacy with God because you'll turn away from him. Because he wants to draw near, and you go, oh, I'm dirty. But you can't take over here without being in right standing with the Father. That's the only way he's going to allow his children or the ambassadors of the kingdom to wield the power of the kingdom. It takes intimacy with God. It takes intimacy with God. How many of you understand that? Raise your hand. Intimacy with God. In the scripture, it says this. Um, it, it, it talks about how in the last days, there will be people that come to him and said, God, I cast out demons in your name. I prophesied in your name. And he said, get away from me because I never knew you. That word that he uses right there, knew you, is intimacy. It's when a man knows a woman. So I'm asking, while you're thinking about what I'm saying, is have you consummated your relationship with King Jesus? That's a heavy question. Have I let him know me like that? Have I told him that he's Lord over my life? That when I go to make this decision that takes me away from right standing with him, does he sit on my heart that I would go flee from evil, flee from that? Is his takeover of this realm more important than your comfort or your, how do I say it, fleshly desires? We have compromised the gospel of Jesus Christ. Religion is a part of it. And I'm, I'm here on, on the half of, behalf of some church to repent. Because churches have not given you the proper model to live in the kingdom of God. We have told you that you can just do this and do that and it's going to be okay. But how many of you know in the book of Jude, he talks about it around the first chapter. He says that he led the he led the Isra uh, the Egyptian or the Israelites out of Egypt, and he um, wiped out a whole generation in the forty years that he was out there, and he didn't let them come in because what they were doing was not righteous. Do you understand that you may not and and and, and I'm not on my notes because I feel like Holy Spirit is saying this. Do you understand that you may not see something happen immediately, but you will see a result of what you're doing? And you might not see it in your generation, but your children will see it. So you're doing something that's affecting your children's children when you make a decision for your own pleasure. I know you're probably thinking this is a serious message. Let me get back here because you guys don't have very much time. And I want to show you just one thing. What is culture? Culture is the system of beliefs, disciplines, practices, and relational boundaries 
that reveal how life is lived among a particular group of people. Culture beliefs are beliefs that are learned and shared across groups of people. Culture shapes how people experience their world, make decisions about their quality of life, work on how people relate to others. <laughs> Jesus said this, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. You can find that in, in John, John 33. If you do the word study of that scripture, when he says, I've overcome the world, he said, I've overcome the ideologies and the systems of this world. And right now, there are systems in place to pull you away from the kingdom of God. This is one of them. Every minute I spend in screen time here versus the time that I spend with him is pulling me away from him. Pulling me away from the intimacy with him. Every social media app, every TikTok, everything is designed to pull you away from a relationship with him. Because the enemy knows that if you ever figure out who you are and what he put inside of you, that you will crush him. So if he can keep you distracted, and at the end while I was coming here, he said, and stopping you from compromising, then we can take over. But we can't take over unless we make a decision that we're going to live like kings before the king, and we are going to live like kingdom people. I'm not here just to talk about religion, and I'm not here really to talk about Christianity because, unfortunately, Christianity has a bad name, especially in the Western world. It does. And when I go and I've traveled around the world many times and I, I've been to different places and their reverency from this, I, I was over in Kenya and um, I had a, a Bible and this guy had traveled four miles over. He'd left way early. Actually, it was more, than, more like 14 miles. He'd left way early to come to see me and, and some brothers that were down there speaking. And when he came, he'd, he had like one page, one page of the Bible. He'd gotten up at 4 a.m. to catch these little jeepneys and buses and pennies and everything just to come and hear someone talk about the kingdom of God. But we, it's optional. I, I don't know who said chapel this week. I don't know. I don't know. If he said, I, might, I may or may not like what he's going to say. Um, did she play the right note there? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I like that song. The last time I checked, you didn't hang on the cross so that you could have eternal life. He did. And he's the one that deserves all the glory. But we come because we are compromised and we are a people that have been drawn away by the systems and ideologies of the world. And we've made Christianity and religion optional. It's my B, C choice. It's not my A choice anymore. It's my B and C choice. There's a word that I want you to take out of what I'm going to say today. The word is called repentance. 
and repentance produces fruit. And that word for us today is a word that will cause revival to break out. Repentance is simply getting back on the intended path that God set for you. Just a show of hands, just a show of hands. How many of you feel like you're not on the path that God intended for you? So I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that all of you feel like you're on the intended path that God intended for you. Is that true? Am I doing what God called me to do right now? Not what my grandma told me to do or not what my dad said. Oh, you need to go to Sterling College and you need to go study this and you need to go this. You, no, I'm not asking about that. I'm asking, are you doing what God called you to do? Clergy, being a pastor, being up on platform preaching, yeah. Mm, I'm not asking about that because a lot of times when we think about going into the ministry, that's what we think that's all that it is. And he's saying, no, I gifted you to be a designer, and I want you to go in and design. You're going to be my inside man or inside woman, and I want you to go and take over. I don't want you to go work for them. I want you to own the company. And I, my kingdom will expand when you do that. There should be kingdom uh, car lots. There should be kingdom IT businesses. There should be kingdom um, uh, 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 architects. There should be kingdom. But right now, we don't have a mindset that wants to go take over. We just want to go work for somebody so we can be indoctrinated by their ideologies and their systems, and then we'll get farther away from God, and then we won't do what he called us to do. How many in here with a show of hands wants to own their own business? It should be all of you. All of you should want to own your business so you can employ others, so that they can in turn employ other people. I pray that the Lord is changing your mindset. He called us to be the lenders, not the, you know that scripture, lenders, not the borrowers. See, that's a kingdom term. I want you to own it. There's a part of the kingdom that I want you to own, and I need you to own that. Amen? All right. So they told me you guys need to roll out. I got two scriptures I want you to think about. I, I said one, uh, one word, which was um, repentance. Here it is. I, I put it down here on the bottom of this one here. In Colossians. And this wasn't a three-point sermon, three bullets and out. This was the Lord wanting to speak to some specific people here. And you know who you, who you are. In the scriptures in Colossians 3.11, it's not going to be on the board. It says this. In this new creation life, your nationality makes no difference, nor your ethnicity, your education, nor your economic status. They matter nothing, for it is Christ, that means everything as he lives in every one of us. I want to make another statement. I'm Christian before I'm black. I'm Christian before I'm Hispanic. 
I'm Christian before I'm Caucasian. And unfortunately, culture says that I need to be black before I'm Christian. And here's another newsflash. In my culture, and I'm not speaking for everyone because last time I checked, I've been an African-American man for 54 years. In my culture, it's okay to sleep around, have babies out of wedlock, get on the system, and have the government pay for it. But somebody told me that the kingdom is over culture. And that something has to change in my culture so we would live by the kingdom standards. There are people in your culture who don't do things that are not representative of the kingdom. And you have to have the courage not to live that way anymore. Oh, you know, that's not just how we roll, pastor. You know, we put it in our lip, we, we pop our deals, and we go out and we spit and we do this. That's your culture. But the kingdom is requiring something else. Are you brave enough to make the change? Are you brave enough to represent the kingdom as ambassadors? Or will you succumb to the ideologies in the system of the world? I, I just, I, I'm, I, I want you to, if, if you need to make a change in the direction that you're going because you've come to the systems, I want you to stand up on the count of three. One, two, three. No one wants to stand. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I will. Listen, sorry for this microphone. If you feel like there's a change that you need to make and not live according to the systems of this world, I want you to stand up. If you've been living to some of those systems and ideologies of the world, I want you to stand up. Because the Lord definitely said, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father. You will never change anything unless you confront it. And so I'm asking you again on the count of three, one, two, three, for anybody who needs to make a change. Praise Jesus. Let me, let, me, let me say this. This is where revival starts right here, is that we acknowledge that God wants to do something, something with you. And because of your bravery, he will, he will respond. Pastor, can you come up here? I want you to stretch out your hands, just like, like you're wanting to receive something. Just stretch out your hands. Stretch out your hands. And look at me, because I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to get out of here. Father, in the name of Jesus, they have made known that they want to represent, represent the kingdom of God in everything that they do. Lord, there's strongholds that are even capturing me even right now that are being broken by the power of the blood of Jesus. So, Lord, even right now, we pray, Father, that every thought and a wicked imagination that has exalted itself above the knowledge of who you are is broken now in Jesus' name. And everybody in here said, Amen.